Welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence, Ask the Experts, a live bi-weekly show to help you know what to do and what's new in digital marketing for 2021 and beyond. Ask questions, suggest topics, and grow faster with actionable insights and proven strategies from the world's leading experts. Digital Marketing Intelligence for Entrepreneurs, Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Marissa Morgan, and I'm also the Business Development Manager at Engage. On behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I'm excited to welcome you to today's show. Today's guest is a master at CRO. Do you know what CRO is? It's okay if you don't, because right now we're in the middle of a four-part series to learn more about how to increase your conversions by up to 200%. And as I mentioned, our guest is a master in the world of CRO. He's also the former director of marketing for the world's largest social marketing resource. And uh, today we're going to be exploring part three of four in our four-part series, we're going to be exploring page visitors thought sequence and then sales page content flow. So really what we're talking about are your company websites. And I'll, I'll bring our guest on in just a moment and we'll do a quick overview if you're just joining us today for the first time. Uh, we'll give you an overview of what we've discussed in part one and part two leading us up to today's part three just so that if you miss something, we can kind of get you caught up to speed. But I also want to invite you to visit the Engage Live Show Library. You can find our live show library at engage.com forward slash live show library. That's a great place to catch up in, on, on the topic of the CRO um, conversion rate optimization and listen to part one and part two if you want to do that before listening to today's show, part three. So check that out. That's also a place where you can see previous guests and previous shows, and you can browse by topic, by guest. You can also connect with all of our previous guests on their LinkedIn pages as well, right there live from our live show library. All right, just wanted to give that a quick mention because that, again, is where you can find all of our previous shows, including part one and part two, which, again, lead us up to today's part three, how to increase conversions by up to 200%. Okay, without further ado today, I do want to get right to the topic at hand and welcome our guest. And then, of course, I will also share throughout the show some more about our company, Engage, and what we do for small to mid-sized businesses looking to grow and scale. Because a lot of what we do can help you optimize your customer experience, right? And, and optimizing your customer experience is a big part of how companies get ahead. And it's also a big part of what our guest today is here to help us do, optimize the customer experience by optimizing our websites and, and getting conversions to uh, kind of change direction, right? And continue to grow and maybe grow by up to 200%. All right, our guest today is joining us from sunny San Diego. His name is Colin Lepiscopo. Now, if you don't know who Colin is, you need to. 
As I mentioned earlier, he is, I call him the master of CRO, conversion rate optimization. He is also the director of campaign strategy for the Global Leadership Network. He has over eight years of experience in marketing live events, TV productions, Broadway musicals, best-selling books, and also online products. And he's also the founder of Meta, which is a CRO agency that can help businesses like yours grow, scale, and learn how to better utilize all the tools that he can put into play to optimize your conversion rates. And fun fact about Colin, He's also a Brazilian jiu-jitsu blue belt. And I always think that's fascinating because I, I learned Kempo karate as a teenage girl. And I thought it was a great thing to learn at that age, not only as a female, but, you know, at that age where we're trying to figure out what we want to do with our lives. Because I think uh, anything that is related to physical fitness and including like your mental, you know, commitment is is fascinating. So, Colin, welcome to today's show. Thank, Thank you. you for joining Appreciate us. It. How I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. So but, uh, it's, it's, it's usually whatever my one-year-old wants. So it's, it's easy. He makes the decisions for me. So it's <laughs> just following well, him around. <laughs> having a uh, blue belt in jujitsu, I'm sure has, it uh, helps. you it know, helps. I can totally dominate patience. him. What's yeah. that? I said, I could totally dominate him. Like he well, can't, you know, he can't resist. It doesn't. A 30 something year old versus a one year old. Yeah. I have a feeling though, he might dominate you in certain like. There's going to be a certain boxes. point. Yeah. There's going to be a certain point where the power shifts the other direction and he's going to be kicking my butt and I'll, I'll be, I'll be very happy at that point. So, yeah. Well, we're so excited to have you back for today's part three of our four part series on conversion rate optimization. And I know that many people may be joining us. I'm watching people join us right now. We're, we're, we're broadcasting globally simultaneously to YouTube, to Facebook, and also here on LinkedIn Live. Would you mind, before we dive into today's part three, just giving our audience an overview if they're joining us, whether it's for the first time or if they're coming back um, yeah. from part one and part two, let them know what we've really covered in part one and part two of our series so far. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Marissa. Yeah. So as you said, this is this was part three. And you might be thinking like, okay, thought sequence. I'm not quite sure what that is. But sales page flow. Okay, that makes sense to me. Like that's what's gonna be on my sales page, or my landing page. So that's kind of what we're gonna be talking about today. Uh, in the first part, we did kind of just an intro to conversion rate optimization. And we talked a little bit about mindset, how um, the default mindset of a lot of marketers, a lot of business owners is a kind of company like centric mindset instead of a customer centric mindset. And we talked about kind of how to, how to make that shift and start to think more like your customer and approach your marketing collateral and more spe specifically your landing pages, the way your customers will. Um, in the second session, we talked about the relationship between value and cost. And we really kind of talked about um, the, one of the most important parts of your marketing and, and your sales pages, which is the value proposition and the value proposition. It's a term that gets thrown around a lot, but it's ultimately, it's the answer to the question, why should I take the action you want me to take? Which is usually why should I purchase your product or service? So it was answering that very important question uh, with, with value. And then today we're going to talk about thought sequence and sales page flow. And then uh, in the final session, we'll really get into like some, some elements of like what goes into landing page optimization. So that's kind of, kind of the overview for today. We've covered a lot in such a short amount of time. Now for someone who's new and hasn't met you yet, Colin, I obviously gave you a really great introduction, but would you mind sharing with our audience just a little bit about 
what got you so excited about starting your company, Meta? And what initially drew you to this world of conversion rate optimization and CRO? Yeah, good question. You know, I I was um, when I was first introduced to it, uh, it kind of seemed like a superpower to me. I was like, wait a second, you can actually like make changes, and it has these massive results, and you're getting you're you're achieving your goals, right? Because we all have marketing goals, and we all have the metrics that kind of kind of lead up to them, right? And mm -hmm. the idea between optimization, the idea about conversion rate optimization is you can increase your, you know, that percentage goal that you have, which is usually like it's more sales, right? It's people clicking that final, final checkout button, or maybe it's more leads on an opt-in page, or maybe you're trying to get more clicks from an ad. And when I saw that through testing and through like a methodology and, and a mindset, uh, a mindset shift, you could increase this. I was just blown away, you know? And so when you hear these like big numbers, like 200% or 400%, I mean, they are achievable. Like you can make some, sometimes small changes uh, mm -hmm. on a page and you're going to get a massive increase in conversions. And you're just, it's, it's still, it still kind of uh, gets me excited. That's why, that's why I love doing it. And you can tell I'm passionate about it. Um, so yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, that is like a marketing superpower. I have to learn how to do that. Uh, and so I kind of uh, made made that my main focus uh, uh, of learning, and just kind of kind of continued to to test it and keep going. So, um, and and really, the big thing I learned was we just don't know what works. Like even even like really good seasoned marketers, uh, you just don't know until you test, and you don't know what works for your customers until you test and you start figuring it out because um, it's it's just different for everybody. So that's that's what I that's what I love about it. Well, it, you are such an excellent guest for our show series because one of the main things that we've discovered our audience is looking for is increased conversions, how to connect better with customers, how to optimize the customer experience, how to make leads more, you know, turn regular leads into more qualified leads, how to maintain loyal customers, right? How to get more sales, ultimately how to get more revenue and how to make money. Yep. Um, and almost every guest we've had on our series, whether they're a keynote speaker or an author in brand strategy or digital marketing, maybe they're a digital marketing consultant or a social media, you know, uh, strategist. Almost all of our guests have shared that when their clients come to them, their main need is something in the lines of what I just mentioned. You know, it's some yeah. form of that. So sure. that conversion rate optimization is a super relevant topic, especially when we talk about digital marketing, because it used to just be, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Colin, but it used to just be build it and they would come. If you had a website mm -hmm. 20 years ago, you know, and you were on the forefront and on the pioneer wagon of digital marketing, you got all the traffic because not everybody had a website, right? Or not everybody was yeah. on social media. And now that it is um, so common and expected, you really have to think before you do, you have to test, you have to, um, as you mentioned, really put your, put your mind into the consumer's body almost yeah. and try to figure out what the consumer is experiencing and I think yeah. one thing we learned in part one and part two is, um, or one of my takeaways was certainly, and just because you think it's great, doesn't mean it resonates with your customer at all. 
Yeah, I get I get proven wrong all the time. It's like mm -hmm. I, I don't get it right all the time. That's why I test. You know, you could throw up throw up some some sample variants, and we're like, well, I think I think this one's going to be the winner. And then you see the results, and you're like, they didn't choose that one. Why didn't they choose that one? Right? And you try to get a learning from it. So every test, every experiment you do is is a good thing because even if you weren't correcting your hypothesis, you will get an answer and you'll get a learning. And as long as you learn from it, it's a win. Uh, but you're absolutely correct. These are the things that businesses care about because mm -hmm. this is how they make more money. This is how they grow their business. This is how they're able to scale. And um, yeah, you can't just have a site and send emails or have a list and do all these things anymore. Mm -hmm. um, markets are oversaturated. Consumers have tons of options. Um, data is, you know, being created at a ridiculous rate and i i there's something i haven't even looked at the stats recently but even just a couple of years ago there's been more data created in the last few years than than ever so there's just so much information and so much oversaturation and so much competition for businesses you can't you can't afford to not be doing conversion rate optimization at this point now you might not maybe your business is still scaling and you can still set things up you could still do things if you're like my traffic's low and it doesn't matter there's still optimization opportunities there but this should not be top one percent of companies and very you know we should be at least in early adopter stage and i think we kind of are as far as innovation but mm -hmm. Definitely more companies need to be embracing this. You don't want to be a late adopter to CRO. That's that is say. for sure. And yeah. one of our viewers right now, Frank, agrees with you. He's dropping yeah. a ton of comments in the comment section. He made a really good point. And Frank, we agree with you. He says people Absolutely. still come. They just leave when they find no value. Right. Yeah. So, one, isn't that great? And one of the yeah. things that you shared, Colin, is that with metrics and analytics now, you can find out exactly when someone leaves your site what they click on and what they don't click on and how right. far along they get so that you can figure out where does the value basically end for your customer. That's right. a really great point, Frank. Yeah, and he also, also said exactly what we were saying and what we shared together in part one. Everyone thinks their baby is beautiful. Um, and Colin had a fun Including joke about me. that. Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, and that's my job is to call babies ugly all day. Uh, so, and I don't feel bad about it because usually people are like, Hey, I want you to tell me my baby's ugly. And I'm like, okay. And that's how you know you're ready for Sierra, where you're like, I'm ready for you to tear this apart, you know? And I can kind of tell when I'm working with a client too, like how, like, cause sometimes they'll give me pushback or sometimes they'll be like, well, we, we really like this thing. Or we're like, no, 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 we think this works. And I'm like, let's test it because <laughs> right? you don't I, have to my, take my word for it. Let's what I've seen, it, right? it probably won't, it probably is hurting your conversions. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, that it, it, that's exactly what the, the nature of this business is. But, um, but yeah, it's like, we can't be too attached emotionally to our website to our, and our marketing our and, and our projects. That's yeah. Right. So if you're attached to growing the business and what's going to work and letting your customer dictate that with their behavior, and then you can measure that with the metrics and, and they will tell you with their dollars mm -hmm. and their clicks, let that influence your decisions. 100%. Uh, before we dive into today's part three, page visitors thought sequence and sales page flow, 
I want to remind those of you joining us, especially if you're just joining us, this is a live show. Uh, you may be listening to this replay from the Engage Live Show Library, or maybe one of the guests has shared the link to this podcast or show with you. But right now we are live. So just like Frank is doing, if you have any comments or questions, we'd love for you to join our conversation. And Frank and other audience members who are listening, I want you to know that next week on Tuesday will be the part four, our final kind of finale of our series with Colin. And we're going to attempt to go live with two different business websites and have Colin do a live optimization on each of those websites. Now, if you'd like to enter your site into our contest to pick two company websites to optimize live next Tuesday, just drop your company name and your company website in the comment section. Even if you're listening to this show on a replay, if we see your company name and website prior to next week's show, we'll definitely add your company name and company website into the running to be one of two that Colin optimizes live on camera. And we'll be very nice. I realize we're just like, we we're asking you to put your baby on a pedestal for us, but it's really helpful because you just get raw reaction, you get raw feedback, and uh, it, it'll ultimately like maybe at least give you some ideas of some things you can you can start testing and tweaking. So I think it's a great and a very fantastic idea because it will allow our audience. Uh, whether, again, they're listening to this show via our podcast, Digital Marketing Intelligence for Entrepreneurs podcast, or they're watching live next week, they'll get a chance, Colin, to basically see you, you know, talk the talk. Is that what they say? Walk the walk, talk yeah. the talk. Yeah, yeah. walk the walk. Yeah, see, we'll actually yeah. go through it. Yeah, you'll get to see some optimization, and, and I think it'll definitely be helpful. By the way, Frank says, ooh, ouch, I'm just not sure I'm ready for that. Well, Frank, we're challenging you. Drop your business name and your website in the comments section. Remember, your baby may not be perfect. Doesn't mean it's ugly, but it could just use a little makeup, a little lipstick, a little mascara. All right, uh, let's go ahead and dive into today's part three of four, how to increase your conversions by up to 200%. Today, we're talking about page visitors, thought sequence, and sales page Flow. Now, yes. Colin's going to take us through four very easy to manage talking points. Okay. Our first one, we're going to talk about prospect through prospect thought sequence. Excuse me. I was going to say prospect through sequence, but no prospect thought sequence. Then he's going to teach us some of the mini steps that are leading up to a conversion. Then we're going to talk about sales page flow. And then, of course, he's going to give us our actionable takeaway or basically the lesson that we can go and put into play after today's show on your own page. So starting out our talk, let's talk about this prospect thought sequence. What yes. do those three words even mean when put together? Because I'm not sure what that means. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we'll break that down. So um, essentially what we're talking about, like when we talk about your prospect, this is this is anybody who's um, we're just going to, for, for the sake of today, we're just going to talk about sales pages and specifically because we're talking about a sales page flow. Um, but anybody who interacts with any of your, your marketing, who isn't already a customer and maybe you're looking for repeats, you know, purchases, we're just going to call them a prospect. Okay. Just for that. That's anybody who's potentially interested in making a conversion. That's, that's who a prospect is. So when we talk about their thought sequence, um, essentially what we're talking about is what are they thinking when they get to your page? Like, what are the thoughts that are in their head? 
Um, and there's also some subconscious things going on there as well. We won't go too deep into like neuromarketing, but um, there are some subconscious decisions that they're making and there's subconscious influences on your website as well, which are very important. So we'll talk a little bit about what some of those are. Um, but essentially when we're optimizing a page, we're not really optimizing a page. We're more optimizing the thought sequence of the prospect that's hitting the page. Hmm. If that makes sense, because mm -hmm. when you read a sales page, you kind of read it in your head, right? You can like hear the words and you're, you're thinking responses as you're reading it. And you might think very fast. You're not even like conscious of like your, your actual thought as you're reading a page, but you're reading something and you have a, you, you have a conclusion that you're drawing from it. Mm -hmm. So which, and your conclusion might be like, as Frank says, I'm not getting any value from this. Like, why did, why did I just read that? paragraph like and we'll we talked right. a little bit about the cost of reading a paragraph it takes your time takes you mm -hmm. mental energy so they might read that and go okay i didn't get the answer to the question i had we'll talk about kind of the, some of those questions they have um or hey i didn't get enough value but they draw a conclusion and then they make it and then they make a decision the decision might be i'm gonna leave so that's kind of what we're talking about when we talk about prospect thought sequence so does that make sense any um Anything to add to that, Marissa, or should I just kind of dive through? No, that makes sense. And, and thank okay. you for that explanation. One thing that came to mind as you were explaining, it's really almost um, the first thing that you made me think of is almost that first impression rose, right? It's like when yeah, someone comes yeah. to your website, obviously they're going to have a first impression. And I think first impressions, of course, matter. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons why people get so stuck in their websites thinking that they're so great is because as a business owner, whether you're an entrepreneur or a startup or a company that's well-established, when you go to your own page, you get an impression, you get a feeling. And if it's a good one, then kind of the buck stops there. You're like, I'm good. Um, but in actuality, again, the biggest thing is seeing past that, um, whether it's videos or photos or, um, you know, whatever might be, you know, kind of your landing page, really seeing past the makeup to figure out if, if the bones are there, if the value is there, if, if you're, you know, leading your customers down a path that is going to answer their problems or questions. It just, yeah. it's just so interesting because it, it makes, it just makes total sense. It's, it's like when you get dressed up for a job interview and you look in the mirror and you think you look fantastic right? But you didn't eat a good breakfast. You didn't really review like anything about the company. You didn't do any research on the person interviewing you. You didn't even look up where to drive to. So you don't even realize it's 45 minutes away. You thought it was 10 minutes away. It's all about preparing for that moment when you walk in the room and you have that chance. Because really your website is the moment to really knock the socks off a potential lead or a prospect or a customer. Right. Yeah. So if they don't have a good experience and they leave, I don't think they're going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. They might not. I mean, um, you know, like you said, a first impression, you know, and, and we could even go a lot into like branding and how like that is all going to have sometimes even a subconscious effect mm -hmm. on that first mm -hmm. impression of what they mm -hmm. think and what they experience. And we'll talk a little bit about that. So if we get, if we dive into the prospect thought sequence a little bit, cause I, I want to kind of walk through it. And I think it, as we go through it, it'll help you understand a little bit more. Um, the first thing is they're coming from somewhere. Okay. So 
wherever they're coming from, they are usually going to have like an expectation. Okay. For example, let's say they're coming from an ad, a, a, a PPC ad, like, so like Facebook ad or Google ad, something like that. They've seen something. So um, they saw an ad, the ad probably set up some sort of expectation, like click here to go download a free ebook. Okay. That's a very common one for like lead, lead acquisition. So they clicked on the ad and they landed on the page. Now, when they get there, they're expecting a landing page that is going to explain this ebook to them, right? So we'll get into like kind of what should be on that page here in a little bit. But the first thing you have to do is kind of like orient them. I call it like orientation or like a reorientation. Because when you click a button, they don't, you, don't know where you don't know where you're going. Like you have to like establish, like you landed in the right place. So that's the first thing. It's like where they're going to ask, where am I? Did I, mm -hmm. did I get to the page with the ebook? Mm -hmm. Because if you would be surprised how many times you, you land on a page and you're like, I am not sure. Like they just sent me to the homepage. Right. Like, and you're like, like looking for what you came there for. I have to go find the page that has the, the ebook download, or maybe it's a mm -hmm. pop-up on the page. Like that is not good enough. Like it, it needs, and this might just be basic. Some people are like, yeah, I got that. But like, be surprised how many people don't get this right. So like they have to not only land on the proper page. So that's step one, um, because there are people spending millions of dollars sending people to the wrong pages. Mm -hmm. So make sure they land on the right page and then make sure there's orientation. Like if it's called the AB testing handbook, make sure when they land, like, free down free ab testing handbook download mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so they know where they land so that's the first thing is they're oriented they go where am i i'm on the free ab testing download page that's where i wanted to go i'm in the right place okay that's the first question they ask now we talked a little bit about you talked about first impression there is kind of this emotional question and i don't think it's really as con like a conscious question it's more of a subconscious thing which is like how do i feel about the site that I'm on? How do I feel about this page that I've landed on? Mm. So if you've already oriented them, they're already going to have a little bit of trust that they're in the right place and they're probably going to feel good. And as long as things look legit, you know, so you want to make sure whatever was in the ad matches what's on the page. So if you use some sort of creative, if you use branded colors, you want to make sure that that is on the page because it helps reinforce that sense of trust and that sense of orientation of like, I'm in the right place. I can trust that this is a legit site. You know, they're not trying to like take over my computer and steal all my information and do all these, these, these bad things. They're going to give me something for free, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be an exchange. I'm going to give them an email or some information. So there's the orientation, then there's the emotion. Okay. And then they're, they're, they're like, what can I do? There's an action. What can I do on this page? Well, it's very clear you've already set up the expectation for what they can do on that page. They can enter their information and download this book, this free AV testing handbook. So you want to make sure that that is very clear what they can do on the page. You don't want to hide it. You know, you're obviously going to probably explain a little bit what's in the in the ebook and then what they can do. You can give me your email and your first name, and now you can get this AV testing handbook. So then that leaves the last question, which is, why should I do it? Why should I take the action? That's This is the decision part. Why should I take the action you want me to take? And this is where the value proposition comes in. So we talked about this mm -hmm. in our last session is like, you need a really good value proposition. Well, 
you should download this A-B testing handbook because it is going to give you uh, the first five tests that A-B tests that you can do to help grow your business, right? That's just coming off that the, the top of my head, like a value proposition, right? Mm -hmm. So they see that, they know why they should do the decision, they know what they can do, and then now they have to decide, is there is there more value in this in this potential ebook that I'm going to put in a folder and never read? Because that's what a lot of people do, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> is there more value in that um, than my email? And they go, yeah, email. Oh, sure, I'll sign up, whatever. Uh, this looks like a legit site. I'm going to trust them with my email. And then they and then they get their ebook. And there you got you've got a conversion. Now you can talk to talk to this person and uh, maybe send them some emails and say, hey, there's some important stuff in this ebook. I want you to check it out. And, and you can start nurturing them. So that's that's just a kind of a high level view of like the thought sequence of a, of a prospect. So, um, so it's orientation first, yes. then it's emotion. Then it's what, what can that, Action. what can they, like, what that? can I do? What can I do? And then the last one is why should I do it? Yeah. The decision. That makes why, complete why sense. So it's it? basically four simple questions that as a business owner, we should be asking ourselves when we're dissecting or looking to optimize our page, we should be going to our page and looking to make sure those four things are very clear. Yes. Yeah. This is so, so you're more, a lot of times I think when people craft a page, they go, okay, like, what do we put on this page? Like, well, we want to make sure we get this. We got to make sure we got that. We got it. And you notice I, there weren't any other things added onto this. There wasn't mm -hmm. like, well, I want to make sure that they can like see all my other products. I want to make sure they can see all my social media. I want to make sure that I've got like a video that does this. And maybe a video is important for this page. Like for something like this, it seems very simple to me. Like I, I would just optimize it towards what I'm, what I, the action I want them to take. It all comes down to that ultimate decision of if they're going to click that, if they're going to put their, put in their email and click that button to get that ebook. Right. So mm -hmm. everything should be geared towards that. And we'll talk a little bit more about this in, in session four when we talk about actual optimization. But um, these are the questions that they're going to have when they land on that page or they land on any page from your site. Um, so you want to think about where they came from. You want to make sure they're, they, they're oriented. They know they're in the right place. want to make sure they're going to feel good about where they landed. You know, um, you want to make sure it matches whatever collateral um, and uh, make it very clear which action they can take and the action you want them to take. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And then give them the value proposition, give them the reason why they should take that action. This is interesting. Um, Frank, who is watching, just shared a comment and I'm not sure I understand. I think I understand what, Oh, he, he, okay. He explained it. That's fine. Okay, cool. So he did just say, you know, in his opinion or from his experience, he feels no one really reads collateral anymore. Um, and for a minute, I was like, huh, I think I know what he means. And then he literally said, ebook, Z, 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 Z. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is interesting because I think on one level, Frank, I think you have some, some truth to what you said, but also that's from your personal experience, right? Um, but what do, you, what do you think about that, Colin? I think it's different for every business model, every offering. I mean, he's, if he's not wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong. Okay. And, um, there are certainly, um, there are certainly value. There, there's more valuable things you can be giving people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and, and I could talk about this for a long time. I won't go too deep into it, but you know, everybody's giving away eBooks anymore. Okay. Like, and this goes into what we were saying before, like there's saturation everywhere, you know, 
a shiny new ebook isn't a new thing anymore because people have right. been giving away ebooks for like the last 10 years mm -hmm. and everybody has an ebook. So is there something better than an ebook you can do? For sure. You can do a free training, you can do a free segment for, of something, you know, free videos, whatever, you can give away free courses, whatever, right? Depending on what type of business you are. So obviously you want to give away something that has value and that can help people. But a lot of times what will happen is people will take the free download and not do anything with it. Okay. So there are strategies and things you can do to get them to actually take action. I mean, there, there's a, there's a whole school of, of learning dedicated to like getting people to like take action on learning because it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a human problem. Like we all have it where we will learn something and we won't put it into action. So that's just a like problem we have as humans. So one of the and what happens is people will download how that manifests is people will download an ebook and then they will never use it so people are collectors like i have lots of ebooks i've collected um i've used some of them and some of them mm -hmm. i haven't um i actually just went and downloaded like i went i, I went through some hoops like marissa will talk about like customers jumping through hoops i jumped through some hoops to get an ebook and it turned out i already had it like, oh, I, I, like I went to download it and it had a little one next to it and i'm like Oh, I already have this. Like, hey, Colin, I already have this ebook. Okay. You're, you and, and our, our viewer, Frank, have given me an excellent idea for a new show topic. And that is, you know, what, what is value in terms like what can we give away? Like coming up with creative ways oh, to yeah. incentivize, right? Because, yeah. you know, it's true. Ebooks e are kind of like websites now. Everyone's doing it, right? So how it do is. you stand out in a competitive marketplace? What can you give your customers that is yeah. valuable. I think this live bi-weekly show is incredibly valuable. What do you think, Frank? You're joining us right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's almost like a really cool continuing educational um, forum, you know, that Engage created to give people more information, more tools, access to great experts in this digital marketing space, right? It's a great way to... Um, connect with people in an industry that is growing so fast. And it's a great way also to vet experts and decide maybe who you might want to work with. Maybe you want to hire somebody like yourself, Colin, to, to help with your company yeah. landing page, you know? So this is a great way for people to get almost a free look, uh, a free introduction to different experts in different areas yeah. of digital marketing and strategy. It's brilliant. Yeah. But, but there is something important about even if it's, hey, I get it, like an ebook, mm -hmm. it's not very exciting. Mm -hmm. But something, it, and again, there are ways that you can get them to dive into that ebook and take action on that. Mm -hmm. But even if they don't, something important happened. They made a, a transaction with you. Right. They, they gave you something and you gave them something. And even if they don't use it, they think they've got value from you. And they made a transaction with you. So two important things happened. One, you had a you had a transaction with them, and they found it valuable, even if they never read it. They still thought it was valuable enough to give you their email. And two, you can now talk to them. You can you can they're on your list, and you can start communicating with them and nurturing them. So even if it might feel like oh they're everywhere, it's still it's still important, and it can still be helpful. So awesome. Awesome. All great thoughts. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Let's talk about our next um, our next topic of a mini topic, I guess, is this idea of mini steps leading to a conversion. 
Yeah. So, so this, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm guessing there's, you're going to explain that there are lots of small hoops or steps that are going to, yeah. you yeah. know, take somebody on the journey on your landing page, on your website from initial, uh, what do we call it? This initial orientation and impression yes. and emotion through to obviously the conversion. What are those steps? Colin? Yeah. So, well, the steps are really everything that's in place. So when we think about mini steps and like, kind of like, um, I think I, we talked about this in our last session, there's like many steps that lead up to a conversion, right? So if we look at like the, let's say I'm scrolling in my Facebook feed and I see your ad and there, the, the many steps have already started because the first decision I make is, do I, do I stop my, depending on if you use your thumb or your finger, do I stop swiping mm -hmm. or do I, or do I keep swiping? That's the first. So they, something catches their eye. Usually, uh, you know, they, they look at it, the image first, then they, then they look at the headline, then they read the copy. That's kind of the, um, the flow for like an ad, uh, or, or content in a, in a Facebook feed. So they see, and then, and then they go down to the button after that. So they see the image, they look at the headline and then they look at the body copy and then they look at the, the button and the copy next to the button. So is the image like compelling enough to get them to stop? Let's say they stopped and looked, they're going to read the headline. If the headline is not appealing to them and, and they don't have enough interest and there's not enough there to continue on to the copy, they're going to probably swipe past it. So there's already like a few mini steps that have already occurred before they even get to get to your website. And then as they go through the body copy, that's another step that they have to take. Do I read this copy? Like, do I keep reading this ad? Like, am I interested? Like, these are the types of questions they're asking them themselves. Right. Um, and so if there's, there's enough in there to like, I, yep, it's relevant to me. I'm interested in this AB. We'll use the, AB, I'm interested in this AB testing handbook. Uh, it's going to tell me these things. Uh, it's free. I'm going to, I'm going to mm -hmm. click and go here and download. They've already like taken some, some mini steps and now they've taken an action. They've hit a button. So then when they actually get to your page, it's the same thing. They're reading the headline. If it orients them and they say, yep, I'm in the right place. They're probably going to continue on and read the subheading. So they've already mm -hmm. said yes to a lot of things, right? Then mm -hmm. they've got to say yes to like reading the subheading, reading the the paragraph, the list of bullets, you know, looking at at an image of maybe the ebook. Um, and now they're reading down. They see, yes, I'm going to enter my information and click the button. So that was, I don't know, something like a dozen or so yeses, little little mini yeses, that have to occur for them to ultimately say the yes, if I want to click that button, that big macro, yes. So now if at any one of, in any one of those points and those little mini steps, they say, mm -hmm. no, they go, I'm not going to read the rest of this ad. Then it's over. The conversion has, has failed and you get it. it it's a no. So it just helps to understand like how important and how, how much you can optimize, how important your pages and how much you can optimize. Because if any one of those things is off or like doesn't fit with this thought sequence that they have, if it's out of place, if it's in the wrong order, if they have to search for the question, like, well, what can I do here? I, I'm, it's not clear to me. They're going to leave because it, the, the cost starts to add up. Like, well, now I'm spending time looking and you might've like, thought about things like this. Like, um, I remember when I first was explaining conversion rate optimization to, um, to, to, to a business owner and he's like, Oh, I get it. He's like, I, I was trying to, uh, make a donation on this website. It was like a nonprofit. And he's like, 
I couldn't figure out how to do it. He's like, I was trying to give them my money. It's like a cause I believe in. He's like, he's like, I, it was buried on their page. He, he's like, I spent about 20 minutes and he's like, I eventually gave up because I just couldn't find it. So um, it's just a good example of like, hey, it might not be that bad for you, right? It might be very clear, but just start to think about like all of these steps. So make sure that it it's falling in line and it's um, it's answering these questions in the thought sequence. And if it isn't, I would consider it for elimination. Um, I just got a question emailed to me, Colin, um, from Frederick. So thanks for joining us today, Frederick. And his question, I think, is definitely one we should just take a minute and talk about because it's so relevant to everything we see going on now with the use of cell phones, right, to access web pages. And I'll kind of paraphrase sure. the question, but SMS, basically yeah. he's asking, you know, how has mobile visibility and the use of websites on different mobile devices impacted, um, you know, your work with different clients? Because he's saying in his experience, he's been to so many websites that look great on the computer, right? But then on a mobile device, they're not as easy to maneuver. Um, and he's asking, is that something that you see a lot of clients struggling with? Yeah, great question. Great question. So um, one, there's there's definitely like, um, I would say you want to optimize for mobile first, always. And oh, so that the, your, your tip is optimized for mobile first. Before absolutely. I mean, if, if your site, like we're, we're past the days where your site can't be optimized for mobile, like way past those days, because you're going to get dinged by Google at this point. If your if your whole site isn't optimized for, for mobile. So that's like a, just across the board, it has to have some sort of mobile optimization, right. And be like, at least ideally responsive. So you can do versions and things like that. There's different ways to handle that problem, but that's something that has to happen. Now, the question now comes, should we tailor our site towards desktop traffic or mobile traffic? Which is more important to my business? Are they both mm -hmm. important to my business? So, because there, there can be limitations, right? There are things you can do on desktop that are going to work well that aren't going to work well on the mobile version, right? That's where you're going to run into problems. We're like, hey, well, this video, I really want this video on my site. It doesn't load properly. It's slowing down the mobile version. Like you're running into all these problems. So that's when you have to dive into your analytics and kind of see where your traffic's coming from, see where your conversions are coming from, and really think about which one you want to focus on. Because if it's mobile, then you can start optimizing there. And your your mobile traffic and your desktop traffic are different, okay? They are going to consume the data differently. They're going to make the decisions differently. They might even be um, different customer personas in some cases. So they're going to behave differently. So it's important to identify which one's more important for your business and which one you should be kind of tailoring and optimizing your site for. But like not having an, a, a mobile optimized version of your site is like, like out of the question at this point, like you have to have a, a mobile version for sure. Yeah, because my experience, great question, Frederick, by the way, he was watching on Facebook. So that's why he emailed it in. Um, this is really good and it totally like aligns with the example you gave of somebody trying to donate through charity. It's like you can be on a site and try so hard to find what you're looking for 
And then it's a U2 song, right? I still haven't found what yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah. It's like, and then you just get frustrated. So I think that yes. that's that, that question just was like perfect timing. So yeah, thank you for absolutely. that explanation. That's interesting. So mobile first, but also again, know where your audience is. Well, like, yeah, like that's, it's like, if you have, I don't even think it's, is it even possible to not have it? Like it, it shouldn't well, even be a possibility to not have a mobile version of your site, right? Like words. And, and, and friends and, who's watching says, yes, optimize for mobile. Over yeah. half your traffic is probably That's mobile. Right. Colin, you're right. hundred yeah. percent optimized. Yep. 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 Great, great question. And great, great conversation. I love this. I'm learning so much. Um, okay. Were, was there anything else you wanted to share with us in terms of those steps? I know you said it's, you know, several little you know, and you may not think of them as steps, but several little, you're right, yeses yes. that uh, have to be um, have to be checked mentally and then sometimes checked physically. Your thumb has to scroll down or you have to click. Um, yep. So it's those, interesting to, again, you're putting, you need to put yourself in the customer's shoes and walk through those steps open-minded or have somebody yeah, do I it think for you or do the testing. Yeah, I think it just kind of helps marketers and business owners realize like how important every element in their marketing is, like not only on the mm -hmm. ads or the emails leading up to to the landing pages, then the landing pages, because if they just decide that they're done and they're not going to read that list, that next list of bullet points or that next paragraph, because there wasn't enough before, right. then they're gone. So. Right. By the way, Frank's asking for more singing. Frank, thank you so much for the uh, inspiration and the encouragement. <laughs> but I normally don't Marissa. sing during our weekly shows. Uh, so this was a fun first time for me. I hope Maybe you all we can do a karaoke it. or something. Yeah, engage uh, digital marketing karaoke. We could sing. Uh, we can sing all songs that are have the word like technology or have something to do with digital the world. Like video killed the radio Oh, there star. you go. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, singing is not my forte. I'll stick with hosting. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm going to stick with CRO for now. Okay. Frank, if you want to join us for a show sometime, Take it offline. we'd love yeah. to give you the singing parts. By the way, Frank did share his website and awesome. uh, company with us. So Frank, Good. you are in the running uh, to be one of two businesses that Colin will be optimizing live next week. Uh, awesome, by the man. way, if you're just joining us, Hope welcome to Digital Marketing Intelligence for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Marissa Morgan. Our guest today is Colin Lepiscopo, joining us from San Diego. He is, I call him the CRO master, the uh, conversion rate optimization master. He owns a company called Meta, and we'll share his website. It's metathesite.com. If you want to learn more about what he does and what he can do for your business. Today, we've got him live, captive, sharing with us uh, really so much about how to optimize your website. And today, we're talking about page visitor thought sequence and sales page flow. And this actually brings us right to our next mini topic, sales yes. page flow flow. Yes. So Colin, what would you like to share with us in regards to sales page flow? So we kind of talked a little bit about this, but the, the this is the relationship between what's on your page matching the thought sequence of the prospect, right? So we talked mm -hmm. about the thought sequence and the questions that they're going to ask. So now, okay, that's that sounds great. What the heck do I put on my page, right? That's what people are, are want to know. Like, so um, here's kind of just like a general flow of what can be on your page, right? And we're going to stick with the example of the uh, the A-B testing handbook or something like that, right? So um, first off, you want to focus on, uh, as, as Marissa said, that first impression, 
so the first impression is what they're going to see like above the fold right which is they land there before they start scrolling what do they see okay um so focus on that first because this is going to be where 90 percent of the traffic is and you'll see if you if you use heat maps or things and, and and scroll maps on your page you'll see where people drop off you know you're probably only going to get like uh something like uh 70 are going to get to a certain point like that above the fold right there's gonna be like 90 percent there at the top and it's gonna be like 70 80 and then it's going to start to to tick down you know at a, at a certain rate so focus on that above the fold what do they need to see remember you want to orient them you want them to feel good about where they landed so it's got to look look the uh, similar to where they came from so if it's coming from you know an email you want it to uh, be the same company make sure your branding is on there make sure the company colors like similar to what's in the ad if you used you know an image of of something in the ad maybe have that image on your site so it matches and they know they're in the right place right any of those things mm -hmm. can re that can reinforce the orientation and you want to mm -hmm. make sure the title is very clear you, this is where you get your free a b testing handbook ebook your download mm -hmm. so make sure that's clear um and depending on what it is you can put a call to action there okay um again i would there's a lot of things to determine of whether and, and you can test this but there's a lot of things to determine whether you want to do that or not which is how motivated is the traffic is this the first time they're seeing it like if, if it's if it's if it's cold traffic i probably wouldn't put a cta there at the top okay mm. um because they're not there in the thought sequence yet okay there might be people who feel like i want that ebook i'm going i've heard that you know i've heard this guy before like let's say i send you somewhere you're like oh yeah i, I like this guy i want this ebook and i'm like hey go check out this ebook I would say your motivated traffic, you've already been warmed up. You might want that CTA right at the top. They're like, yep, I'm ready for it. Putting in my name, putting in my information, done. I don't even need to scroll down the page, okay? But if it's like a cold a cold list or a cold audience, um, they're not ready to make that decision yet. So you don't want to have a CTA yet. So in that above the fold, just have them oriented. And then the next thing you want is the value proposition. Okay. Like you want to give them the reason why, and you, you want that to be very clear. So they know, oh yes, this is what I want. I can't get it anywhere else. Um, I'm going to keep reading. Okay. So, um, then they're going to go down and you want to focus on the problems. Hey, you have a lot of, uh, you're getting traffic to your site, but it's not mm -hmm. converting. Um, mm -hmm. you're, you know, something's wrong on your website, but you're not quite sure what it is. Um, you know, there's, uh, you know, a couple other problems, like core problems that they're having, right? Focus on the problems and then focus on how it's going to solve it. So we've got focusing on the above the fold, we've got the value proposition, and now we're going to the core problems that the, that the prospect's facing. Uh, so then the next part of the core problems is how do you solve the problem? How does your product or service solve the problem? Um, well, we help convert more traffic um, by figuring out through A-B testing what what leads to more conversions, um, mm -hmm. things like that, right? Then you help them visualize the outcome. So you're going to have a website that's converting more traffic. You're able to grow your business. You're able to do more tests and learn more about your customer, which is ultimately going to help you sell more of your product or service, right? You help them visualize that ultimate outcome of whatever your product or service is delivering on, which is like it's growing your business. Um, you're able to scale your business more. Um, and that's after this, now you're ready for the CTA. You want to tell them what that, that next step is with the CTA. So 
put in your put in your email and you'll get your free ebook right that would be what what i would put on the button get your get my free ebook something right. like that would be a good right. cta button um but a lot of times people don't have good cta buttons so and we'll get more into this with with the optimization portion but um you know the worst thing you want to have is like a submit button i still see submit buttons and Ooh, um, that does know. not that that turns me <laughs> off yeah because... some people like to submit uh mm. you know <laughs> um, mm -hmm. if that's your submitting thing. is always you know what submitting sounds like to me mentally emotionally submitting sounds like there needs to be a judgment or an acceptance on the right. other side of that button. Yeah. And if I'm, you know, getting my free ebook, wanting my free ebook, I'm not trying to do a job interview to get my free ebook. You know what right. I mean? Or be oh, graded yeah. on something. Yeah. You're, so yeah I think you're that's interesting how the psychology of different yes. words and buttons can impact whether the conversion happens or not. Absolutely. There's oh, we're, interesting. All, all of those things, we're thinking things and we're getting a feeling about it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it might be more subconscious how we feel about those things. Right. We're, not, we're not consciously processing it. But uh, yeah, submit to me is like, that's what we do in jujitsu, right? Like you catch somebody in an arm lock and they got to like tap you, you know, like you submitted them. You're right. So, so that's Ooh. what like submission is for us. Ooh. So after the CTA, that's when you want like some social proofs, some testimonials, Ooh. maybe like, you know, other people have said, I, I got this book and this happened. And so that's when you want to kind of reinforce, they go, okay, this is legit. And if you think about how things work, you know, that's when people will read reviews or something, you know, think about like how Amazon works. Like the reviews are at the bottom. You go down and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm about ready to buy this. Let me see what happened to those other thousand people who bought this. Like, what did they rate it? And what did they say? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of your, your flow there. So hey, Colin, you just made me think of something. Conditioning is something we need to think about too, because you bringing up the Amazon testimonials made me think as a customer. Now, when I go to, let's say, buy something on Amazon, we'll use that as the example, and I'm looking at my product at the top. Now, the first thing I do before I even look at product description, sometimes or even additional photos, is if I think it might even be in the running, I go right to the bottom right away. Right. And the first thing I do is actually look at reviews. Right. Um, so I think it's important too for us to think about when we are obviously, you know, looking at our website from a customer vantage point or perspective. Sometimes customers get to the page, they're oriented, right? They're like, oh yeah, this is where I get the free ebook. Sometimes they're going to scroll right to the bottom because they know either that's where they submit to get the ebook, or maybe that is where there is going to be testimonials or more information um, it's yep. kind of why we're there. So sometimes I, I can imagine customers skip or go backwards, yeah. go all the way to the bottom and then go back up and oh, go, yeah. okay, yeah, I do still want this. Now let me find out what the details oh, yeah. are. Some people do. And you'll see this a lot with like things with pricing where they're like, how much is it? I just want to know mm -hmm. how much it is. And mm -hmm. like, they'll scroll all the way down. They see the price and they're already going to know they're going to, they're going to say, nope. I'm out. Like it's already like they've already, the, the cost is too much or whatever. Or they're going to be like, I'm not sure. It's usually mm -hmm. those two questions. If they're not sure, they're going to scroll all the way back up. They're going to read through. And hopefully you answer some of these questions like, hey, there is a, there isn't more value here than the cost. You, you should make this purchase. But you're absolutely right. Like, and, and Amazon's a good example of like kind of like how we're going to 
find the information. That's kind of why I talked about like a little bit of like how people interact with things in the newsfeed as well, mm -hmm. because what are you trying to do when you're on Amazon? Well, you're doing like usually like product comparisons, right? And things like that. Like, well, why should I choose this product over this product? I, I'm not sure. How do I figure that out? Well, mm -hmm. one, I make sure I'm searching for the right product, right? Like sometimes you're going to pull something up. You're like, oh, wait, that's not even the right thing, right? Mm -hmm. So like that was that was wrong. So you're looking at the title. You're probably looking at the image. You might be looking at your options there. And then you're probably scrolling right down to the bottom to look at the ratings and the reviews or the ratings are at the top. Then you're going to look at the reviews, right? You might start mm -hmm. looking at reviews. And then if you see what you like in the reviews or you're maybe still not sure, then you might go back up and read the description and some other things. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how you're going to like consume that content and start to, to make that decision. Um, but it might not be this, this flow. Like again, when somebody is interacting with something in the feed, when you're creating it, you're probably thinking like, okay, here's my title. Here's my copy. I'm going to put an image in and now I'm going to do the, you know, kind of bottom headline and, and, and button copy. But the way they're consuming it as a, as a, uh, a prospect is they're looking at the image first, if that captures their eye. So you mm -hmm. definitely like want some, some copy on that image, right? There has to be a little bit more probably, or at least something that's going to relate to whatever the ad is for. Mm -hmm. Then they're going to read the headline and see what the company is or what the page it is that's sharing it. And then they're going to read the copy and then they go to the bottom where that, where that CTA is. So, so when you think of it at like that, you can start to now create the flow of the ad in that way because right. they're not coming to the top of the page and reading all the way down. They're not coming to the ad and reading reading down the way you're creating it. Right. They're doing it in this other order. So you right. want to order it with how they're interacting with it. So interesting. It's amazing how you really, it, it, I think, and, and this really is such a great takeaway and it, it stems back to even part one and part two, Colin. But again, looking at something as a consumer yourself, right? Being consumer minded Absolutely. versus business minded, because the minute you start mentioning all this, it's like, oh yeah, that's what I do. That's what yeah. I do when I'm shopping personally. Absolutely. That's what I do when I'm doing my research or making my choices. Yeah. Then as a, as a business, we think, okay, well, as long as I have A, B, and C and it's in this order, do, 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 but no, 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 no. It's just so basic, but look at your, look at everything you're doing from the consumer perspective. Frank brought up uh, a couple good points, by the way, and then he does, I think, have a request from you, Colin. One of our viewers, Frank, just mentioned that one of the issues is nowadays, sometimes the reviews can be corrupt, right? Thanks to bots or false testimonials. Sure. Um, and that's something that also can skew your abandoned cart rates, right? Because people will be excited about a product or a service, and then they get down to the bottom. And sometimes those kind of false reviews are kind of obvious, right? Sometimes yes. they're not. Um, you don't trust them. Yeah. It's it's nowadays, I think we also have a more skewed idea exactly yeah. of, of what we're anticipating and, yeah. and what we're expecting. Yeah. Um, he loves your comments, by the way. He said, very smart comments, Colin. And one question or a request he's got from you, Colin, is could you maybe share a few comments on optimization within personalization and the privacy movement? Um, do you have any thoughts on, you know, ways that you can obviously personalize something uh, without, I guess, crossing certain, you know, sure. 
privacy expectations because yeah. certainly people are going to give you their email address, right? And then you can use that in the future to potentially personalize communications or they may give you information to get that ebook. Right. Um, yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, we'll talk about that. And, and real quick, I do want to speak to the um, the testimonials, right? Or the oh, absolutely. Reviews. And I just realized just we're actually running out of time. I know we're, well, we're getting there, but yeah, we can get through ahead. everything. But yeah. just real quick, it, it comes down to trust when you're like, do I trust these reviews? So that's absolutely something you should think about when you have those. Or when it says like, Johnny just bought this product in Michigan. I'm like, yeah, right. Like they're, you know, so you don't want to do stuff like that. You want it to be genuine. Consumers are savvy. We see right through it. So um, when you think about personalization, right? And like, hey, we want to personalize emails. Personalization is great and it works and it's it's how you optimize. And you can get to a level where we're like, Tailor and AI is already doing this where we're tailoring tailoring sites for individuals. What what's going on now with privacy, right? And the kind of the privacy wars between Google and Apple, and some things are going away, like open rates and things like that. It really comes down to the relationship with your customer. So, mm -hmm. you know, a good way to personalize is to have them log into your site, but but they've already like um, made that decision to do that. And so if they've made that decision, it's okay to personalize. Like they've said hey, I want to log into your site. And you can explain to them what that means. Like, hey, by like agreeing to log into the site, we're going to help personalize the experience for you, which is going to do what? You know, it's going to make it, it's going to, you're going to get to choose your theme or whatever. You're going to see the products that you're interested in. We're going to give you, give you the, in, the information of things that you're interested in. So overall, it's going to give them a better experience usually when you personalize, but um, you just want to make it clear what they're getting and then what they have to do. But but once you get to that point, I think it's okay. And um, as far as like personalization and things like using their name and emails and subject lines and things like that, like, again, they've agreed to do that because they've given you their name. So um, otherwise, it's just gonna be like, hey, you, here's this, here's this information. So um, I hope that answers your question. But again, it's, it comes down to the, the relationship with the customer. And um the expectation uh and then they ultimately get to decide if they're okay logging in and getting that experience or not you know absolutely well listen colin it, this has been another great show in our four-part series let's just speak quickly to our action step our takeaway for today's show each show you've been sharing something that our viewers can actually go and do um, whether it's obviously themselves on their website with help from their tech team, or maybe obviously employing help from an agency like yours. But let's talk about the action step today, which is identifying if any of these elements, right, are missing from your landing page. Absolutely. Yeah. So start thinking through that thought sequence, um, right? And then mm -hmm. kind of like your sales page flow. So mm -hmm. like what's there above the fold? Um, do you have, is your value proposition clear on the page? Are you addressing the core problems, how your product or service solves those problems? Do you have like some visualization there of like how they can visualize the outcome that they're going to get from using that product or service? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, make sure you have a clear call to action. And then again, any social proofs or testimonials. So start to look at your landing pages, see if you can identify any missing elements. See, and I would say, see if you can identify like anything that shouldn't be there. Like, are there right. any elements that don't fit that criteria that you've added? And then if so, say, why is this on there? Why did I add this on the page? Um, and then start to think about, is it really helping or hindering your, your, the ultimate goal on that page? So, and we'll get more into that in the next session, but those are the types of questions you should be asking. 
Awesome. Well, our next session will be next Tuesday. Also, same time, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. We're going to be doing part four of our four-part series with Colin Lepiscopo. We're going to be talking about landing page optimization, okay? And Colin will be not only talking about landing page optimization, we're hopefully hoping to do a live optimization on two different websites. I know Frank dropped his website. We had awesome. a few other people drop their websites earlier in, yet, in last week show and the show before. So we'll be picking two companies to do a live website optimization on. So I want to invite you to join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central here on LinkedIn Live. Or if you're watching us right now on Facebook or YouTube, we'll be back here next week at the same time. And of course, Frank, you are very welcome. Frank says, thank you so much, Colin. Really loves, 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 love all of your comments. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for being interactive with us today. Your questions and your comments were wonderful. Make sure you join us next week, Frank. And also, I want to thank Frederick for emailing in your question as well. Frederick, thank you so much. A quick call to action for all of you watching or whether you're watching the replay or listening to us on the podcast replay, please connect with our guest, Colin Lepiscopo, and you can do that on LinkedIn. Colin, C-O-L-I-N and last name Lepiscopo, L-E-P-I-S. C-O-P-O, Lepiscopo. You sound like you're straight out of Goodfellas. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm a good fellow. And if, yeah. you're, if you're interested in learning more about Colin's company and what he does, you can visit metathesite.com. M-E-T-A-T-H-E-S-I-T-E.com for those of you listening on the podcast. Also, real quick before I let Colin off the hook uh, to move on with his day. I just want to remind you all to visit Engage as well on LinkedIn and please follow our company page. We all know that it's harder to get engagement right on the company pages, but on our company page, that's Engage, N-G-A-G-G-E.com or not. Well, you can visit our website, Engage.com, but on LinkedIn, that is where you'll find notifications of upcoming shows with Colin and future guests. And it's also where you can drop a comment on under any of the posts for Colin's shows or his show replays with your company website and company name to be entered into a chance to be optimized totally for free next week live by Colin. So I think that's such a great start to see what might be missing on your company webpage. Yeah. So don't miss that opportunity to have your company webpage looked at by Colin. Hey, Colin, on behalf of myself and the whole team, thank you so much for joining us for part three of four. And uh, we're looking forward to finishing up with our grand finale next Tuesday. Me too. Thank you, Marissa. Appreciate it. Hopefully, I, fin I hear finale, I'm like, are there gonna be fireworks or something? So I don't know well, what you're gonna do. Uh, what I think you have planned? is uh, we'll optimize our sites first. Okay. And, and then we'll decide based on that, like basically okay. do our do our, our uh, websites, you know, get a, a report card or do we just go straight to the fireworks? I'm sure okay. we'll get some fireworks uh, going. Uh, Frank says awesome. he just sent you a connection and hopes Great. he can connect with you on yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Frank, you, Frank, Frank, you, I said, Frank, you, Frank, thank you so much for your interaction. Again, thank you to Frederick. And for those of you who want to drop comments in on the show replay, you can drop comments and questions here and those will be emailed to us. And we can also bubble those up to Colin. So thank you all so much for joining us. Stay tuned. I've got my Engage News of the Week coming up now, but Colin, have a great rest of your week and we'll see you back here next Tuesday. Thank you. See you next week. Bye. See you later. Oh, Another great show with Colin Lepiscopo. Oh, that rhymed.
I might make a song out of that. Um, you guys have been such a wonderful audience, and I want to thank you again so much for your comments and your questions. But before I let you go, it is time for our Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week. If you're new to the show, Frank, you may be new. Every single week, I share a piece of news, a trend, a tip, something in the world of digital marketing that's brand new so that you can be up to date on all things digital marketing thanks to your digital marketing experts at Engage. So this week's Engage Digital Marketing News of the Week has to do with TikTok. On September 28th, TikTok held its first ever TikTok World Business showcase event, where it shared a range of new tools and options designed to help brands make the most of its platform, while also painting a clearer picture as to how TikTok will monetize its now billion-plus audience and help creators earn money for their efforts. TikTok clearly states that e-commerce will be their main focus and shared a lot of new tools and solutions for brands, among which are new product links in video clips, new collection ads to include product cards, dynamic showcase ads, customized instant pages, new stickers to illustrate products in clips, gesture ads to reward users who engage, and story selection ads to prompt more interaction in clips. For more information on these massive updates, I want to invite you to check out the website www.socialmediatoday.com for more information on that really cool news of the week. I'm telling you, e-commerce is everything right now. So make sure that you do everything you can to optimize your websites, especially if they're in e-commerce. And consider hiring somebody like Colin Lepiscobo at Meta Conversions to help you get the most out of your websites, right? It's all about testing and it's all about doing the research now so that you don't waste time and money and, and lost conversions in the future. All right, one more quick uh, mention, and that, of course, is Engage.com. Make sure you check out our brand, Engage.com, for all of the free forever tools that you can use to optimize your customer experience, grow, and scale your business. And if you're interested in hosting or having somebody like ourselves host a live show for you, whether it's a live stream or a podcast, also check out EngageLive.com for more information on our Engage Live DIY or do it for you live hosting and podcast programs. Okay, you guys, on behalf of myself and the entire team at Engage, I want to thank you again so much for joining us. Remind you to join us next Tuesday for the part four of Colin's four-part series, but our next show will actually be this Friday. October 8th at 12 p.m. Eastern with our guest expert, Bruce Turkle. Bruce is an award-winning author, keynote speaker, and he's also one of the world's leading brand strategists. And he's going to share with us what it takes to make your product or service a winner. So join us this Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern, and then join us back here next Tuesday for part four of four with Colin Lepiscopo and learning all about conversion rate optimization and how to optimize your webpage. Thank you guys so much. Look forward to seeing you this Friday and again next Tuesday for our finale. And I promise there'll be fireworks. Have a great week, everybody.